Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It's Stephanie here and welcome to this episode of the Rent to Rent Success podcast. Uh, Today we're talking about the end of rent to rent. What are the implications of the Supreme Court case about rent to rent, Rakusen versus Jepsen? All the way to the Supreme Court, lots of lessons in this one. And since the judgment came out, lots of people have been asking, what does this mean for rent to rent? Is it the end of rent to rent? And in this episode, I'm really going to break it down for you in plain English, what all these court cases mean and what the implications are for us as rent to rent businesses. So actually, in the week before the judgment came out on the 1st of March, I was speaking on the National Residential Landlords Association podcast. Uh, It's called Listen Up Landlords. That's the name of the NRLA podcast. So definitely worth um, a listen. And I'm on episode 26, which was about rent to rent, uh, talking with the CEO of the NRLA, Ben Beadle, and the host, Richard Blanco. And also Al McLennan was there from Justice for Tenants. So it was an interesting conversation. It's episode 26. And I'll put the link to that episode of the NRLA podcast, which I was invited on as a guest. So going to the Supreme Court case, I'm going to summarize what it was. How did it get to the Supreme Court? And then I'll come through talking about the implications for us as rent-to-rent businesses and what it means also for HMO landlords. So the summary of this case is that three former tenants of a property managed by a rent-to-rent business brought a claim for a rent repayment order, that's an RRO, rent repayment order, of £26,000 against the property owner on the basis that the property did not have an HMO license when it should have. And as I mentioned, on the 1st of March 2023, the Supreme Court ruled on whether a rent repayment order can be made against the property owner, who's in inverted commas, the superior landlord, or whether it could only be brought against the immediate landlord, i.e. the rent-to-rent business. So I hope that that's clear that a property was managed by a rent-to-rent business and after the end of their tenancy, three of the tenants applied for a rent repayment order and they applied, they put the rent repayment order against the owner of the property rather than the the rent-to-rent company, which was their immediate landlord. 
So the owner, the owner, it was a flat, the owner of the flat in North London, Mr. Martin Recusen, let it out to the rent-to-rent property called Kensington Property Investment Group in May 2016 for a period of three years at a rent of £2,643 per month. The flat was rented out by the RIM as an HMO, which the owner was aware of, and it should have had had an HMO license, House of Multiple Occupation license, but it, the property was never licensed. It well, The property was in good condition, though, and well managed. But the three tenants who brought the claim for an RRRO, rent repayment order, were paying a total of £2,297 in rent. But it is thought that KPIG was not making a loss as there was at least one other person living at the property who was not involved in making the claim for a rent repayment order. So in in September 2019, the former tenants, Michael Jepson, Ronan Murphy and Stuart MacArthur, applied for the rent repayment order for £26,140 against Mr Rakusen, the property owner, on the basis that he had committed the offence of being a person having control of or managing an HMO was not licensed as required. Under Section 41 of the Housing and Planning Act 2016, tenants can apply for up to one year's rent repayment where they paid rent to live in an HMO was not licensed, which was not licensed when it should be. And Mr. Rakusen asked the first tier tribunal, this was the first leg of this journey, to strike out the former tenant's application. So, but so the owner of the property basically asked the tri- tribunal to dismiss it because he wasn't the immediate landlord. The tribunal refused to dismiss the case, stating, or rather, the tribunal refused to use the term to strike out the former tenant's application for a rent repayment order. And the tribunal said that Mr. Rakusen was a landlord of the flat, albeit not the landlord of the appellants, the applicants, the tenants. The tribunal refused to strike out the tenant's application for a rent repayment order because it was bound by the earlier decision of Upper Tribunal in Goldsborough versus CA Property Management 2019, in which a judge in which Judge Elizabeth Cook had decided that a rent repayment order could be made against a superior landlord as well as the immediate landlord. So what we had at the first stage was the tribunal said, yes, the rent repayment order can be made against the immediate landlord, i.e. the rent-to-rent business, or the property owner known as the superior landlord. So Mr. Rakusen was not happy with that, and he appealed to the upper tribunal with the permission of the tribunal judge on the basis that a rent repayment order can only be made against the immediate landlord of the person making the application. So it's gone from tribunal to upper tribunal now, and in the upper tribunal, they dismissed Mr. Rakusen's appeal stating that a rent rent repayment order can be made against the superior landlord of an applicant. As not to allow this, quote, provides a route for the avoidance of rent repayment orders. Uh, 
the upper tribunal judge granted permission for Mr. Rakusen to appeal to the Court of Appeal. So he's gone through Tribunal 1, which the owner of the property lost. Tribunal, The upper tribunal, the owner of the property, Mr. Rakusen, lost. Um, then he went to the Court of Appeal and said the same thing. The Court of Appeal agreed with Mr. Rakusen, saying that a rent repayment order could not be made against the superior landlord. And this time the tenants appealed and they appealed to the Supreme Court. And yesterday the Supreme Court ruled that a rent repayment order cannot be made against a superior landlord. The appeal was therefore dismissed and the Supreme Court in the UK is the final arbiter. There are no further appeals from here. So this rule ruling will stand. So what does it mean? The English translation is, tenants cannot apply for a rent repayment order against a superior landlord, in this case, a property owner. Tenants may only apply for a rent repayment order against the immediate landlord, in this case, the rent-to-rent company. So what does this mean for rent-to-rent business owners? This means that any person or business operating as a landlord, which a rent-to-rent company is doing, could be subject to a rent repayment order of up to one year's rent if they don't have an HMO license for a property that requires an HMO license. For us as rent-to-rent business owners, ensuring the right compliance is just simply part and parcel of operating a legal and ethical business. It does not require any new course of action for us. We knew or we know that we need to get an HMO license for properties which require an HMO license. And of course we do that. And if you're doing rent to rent, you need to make sure that you fully understand what the requirements are and how to meet them. It is a simple process and we do step it out in the Kickstarter mentorship Module three, it's the step-by-step process of how to set up your business. It's not arduous. And um, I really encourage, if you haven't um, had training, to to either do that training or, or, or any other training, but make sure that you know what you're doing. So what does this mean for property owners who are using or thinking of using a rent-to-rent business for property management? Sorry, for property owners, renting properties to a rent-to-rent business means that as the owner, they won't be liable for any rent repayment orders. When you self-manage or use a commission-based letting agent, when a property owner self-manages or uses a commission-based letting agent, then they would be liable for rent repayment orders because then they would be seen as the immediate landlord. So one of the concerns in the tribunals was that property owners would seek to avoid rent repayment orders by using a rent-to-rent company. And the idea that property owners would try to avoid a rent repayment order liability by using rent-to-rent companies is far-fetched, the NRLA, the National Landlords Residential 
the National Residential Landlords Association said, because at the end of the day, nobody wants to give their property to what they believe to be a criminal or fraudulent company to manage because property owners or superior landlords are still liable under criminal law and civil law if their properties are managed in a way which doesn't meet the legal requirements. So they may not need to pay the rent repayment order, but if their property is being used illegally, then they've got things to meet under that. So nobody is wanting to rent their property out to somebody who can't manage it properly or is going to be um, subject to rent repayment orders. So why would a landlord choose a rent-to-rent business rather than a traditional letting agent, high street letting agent? Because as we've seen from many of the commentaries online since this case has been publicised, rent-to-rent is seen as riskier than going to a high street letting agent. But honestly, there's so many letting agents that are not able to manage HMOs very well. And we often are picking up, you know, our properties from traditional high street letting agents. Um, The private rental sector is already one of the most regulated sectors in the UK, quite rightly so. And rent to rent is simply HMO management and it can be done very well. Most high street letting agents, as I said, are not HMO specialists. They typically manage hundreds of properties, and we know that many do not like or struggle to provide the type of management required for HMOs. It's not part of their modus operandi, the way that they work and operate. So, and as I as I often say, and as you can see for yourself, if you look in any online HMO landlord community, You'll see in there, many HMO owners are struggling to find that high quality, consistent and long term HMO management and often have tried more than one high street letting agent um, and and been disappointed by the service. So small specialist rent rent businesses can provide the kind of service that owners want while also offering guaranteed rent, which incentivizes better management in a way that commission-based arrangements do not. So, for example, while a commission-based letting agent with multiple properties to let at £1,200, single let properties, and he's also got some rooms, or she, at £600, may prioritise the properties rather than the rooms. That would make sense from a business perspective. So landlords letting via high street letting agents often have higher voids. Voids are the periods when the room is empty, so they make less money. And also because high street letting agents typically don't have things like kitchen plans, fortnightly house cleaning, regular proactive maintenance, and HMO properties often become more difficult to let over time when managed in that way. Um, And you compare that with a rent to rent company, which pays the property owner the same rent every month. And rent-to-rent businesses have more incentive to keep the property lovely so that it's easily rentable because the cost of empty rooms is borne by us. So for us, having a kitchen plan and being able to know which spaces in the kitchen belong to which housemate is just a tiny part of ensuring a clean, lovely-smelling, cared-for home. And that 
is easy that is easy to rent long term and that's why rent to rent exists really if most landlords were getting the service that they were hmo landlords rather were getting the service they were looking for from letting agents then there would be no need for rent to rent businesses but that's often not the case because uh, traditional high street letting agents are set up for single let to manage single let family homes rather than hmos so I've been receiving lots of questions about what property owners should look for in a rent-to-rent business. And this is the first thing is, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. The starting point as a property owner is to know your numbers and most importantly, your net rent. What I mean by the net rent is the rent you receive after all the running costs of your property, which a rent-to-rent business would pay. This includes the cost of letting agent management because even self-management has a a financial cost and, of course, a time cost. Uh, Utility bills, minor maintenance, cleaning and gardening. So once you take those out and also the cost of empty rooms, so you actually look at what income have you actually received and then what costs have you actually had going out as your property owner. It's so important to be aware of the actual rent received rather than assuming that the rent received is the gross rent multiplied by 12 and ignoring all of the costs that you pay out. Because we meet many landlords with HMO properties managed by traditional letting agents, which only have Three rooms filled out of eight is one example, or two rooms filled out of seven. Yet if you ask landlords how much rent they receive, those same landlords from their property, they will often go straight to the full rent if all the rooms are full times by 12, rather than the actual rent that they've received in the last three, six, nine, or 12 months. So If you're a property owner, it's really important to get those figures so that you can assess correctly whether uh, a rent-to-rent company would be good for you because they're not going to be charging the gross rent if they're also paying. I mean, they're not going to be paying the gross rent if they're also paying the bills. They're going to be paying a net rent after the cost of bills, etc. So therefore, when you assess that, you can assess it against what you have been receiving taking into account all your costs. So if, for example, you know that the gross rent for your property, the rent the tenants pay is £3,000, and the net rent, after deducting all the costs that the rent-to-rent company will take on, you know that if they offer you £2,500, that is not an arrangement you want. Because if they can't make it work, it's all going to go wrong at some point. You want somebody who's paying you a fair rent and will be able to meet all of their obligations under the contract and pay you a fair rent. Right, so that's the first thing that you I advise property owners to look for. The second, you want to have a compliant company. So you as the property owner, make sure that you've got the correct lending, if applicable, if you have a mortgage, that it's the correct type of mortgage for um for HMO, to use for HMO, the correct type of insurance to use for HMO, and if applicable, that the leases allow HMO. So that's something for you as the property owner. I'm saying for you as the property owner and for you as the rent-to-rent business. So I hope you're not getting confused. And also, of course, as the owner, ensure an HMO license is in place if it's required. Now, the rent-to-rent company 
should have the following insurance membership of the prs the ombudsman scheme the prop Property redress scheme, or for a moment I forgot what it was. Uh, membership of any local licensing schemes that are that your local area requires. Uh, the rent rent company should use protection for any tenant deposits taken, um, and you should check that the rent rent company has the right contracts. And I would advise all landlords or property owners to get a, use a solicitor um, to check the contracts. And I would advise as well for property owners to do ongoing monitoring the same as they would with any traditional letting agent. So inspections, check the HMO license, annual gas safety cert, electrical inspection report and annual fire safety certificate. And of course, keep up with changes. The National Residential Landlords Association is a great resource. So now I'm going to move on to what advice would I give to people managing rent-to-rent properties? So rent-to-rent business owners, like most of you who are listening, or you're either thinking of starting. I think it's commitment, care, and compliance. Um, make sure that you do that you do learn what you need and do it. It's simple steps, but you do need to know what to do so that you can implement it. And we, of course, have all of that in the Kickstarter mentorship where we take you step by step through everything you need. But however you learn the information, you need to make sure that you have all of that and that you are compliant. Um, so to summarize, oh, and of course, I think um, rent to rent businesses should also keep up with changes uh, through the National Residential Landlords Association. So what to summarize, what does it mean for rent to rent business owners? It means that there's no change. You just need to ensure that you have the right compliance, you understand what it is, and having an HMO license is simply part of offer, operating at as a legal and ethical business. We have this fantastic opportunity to be able to provide an amazing service and make money from properties we don't own in an ethical way. Uh, so if you're looking to get started, if you want to get started in rent to rent, you want to do it the right way, then get the rent to rent success masterclass and guide. It's at rent to rent success.com slash guide. That's rent to rent success.com slash guide G U I D E. And from there, you'll see the insides of how it all works and you'll have all the information you need. And in that masterclass towards the end of it, you'll also learn how to work with us in the mentorship if you want to do this step by step with us and join our fabulous community. So I hope you enjoyed that one. Until next week, have a great rest of the week. And remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being with me here today. If you would like more, we've written the number one best-selling book on Rent to Rent. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. 
Reviewers on Amazon have described it as the best Red to Rent HMO book and also as a definitive reference guide and inspirational. Take your next step today and buy the book. You can find it at rent2rentsuccess.com slash book. And I'll see you again next time. Until then, remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.